Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen. And alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? Oh, you know what? Just, uh, just you know, getting getting crazy with it. Uh, hanging out with my buddy, Mr. Jones. I accidentally fell in love with him. Hey. Uh, what have you been doing? You know, um, I've, I've been singing Mrs. Potter's Lullaby. <laughs> That's the only one that... You took all the ones that come to mind first, but... I took I was the only at- two I knew. <laughs> those are the big ones um i went to a county crows concert last night yes <laughs> you we're did. talking about dashboard confessional opened i sent kevin uh did it send the video uh, of you know what it did and it's you great you couldn't really tell what it was yeah, yeah i but... <laughs> i like listened and i was like i appreciate that you sent that i was like sitting on the lawn but yeah it was pretty great uh dashboard opened and poor i'm like they the audience was not there for dashboard i feel like and he was like doing his best to get them excited and they're just like it was kind of falling flat that doesn't seem like the right vibe yeah well you know adam duritz and him are good friends and they uh and it actually we've seen them it kind of made sense they both kind of belted out and are emotional singers that's what he said the whole thing but but it was it was a fun show it was cool uh some good 90s jams as well as some recent ones as well uh but uh i don't really have that much to say about it i feel like i are okay as someone who i've I've, questions i've exhausted my (laughs) counting crows knowledge already so i want to find out more are the counting crows putting out new music yeah, they did. I shouted it out on here like last year or a couple years ago. They did put out a new album. Uh, and my friend Erica is just a huge fan of them. So it was like, you know, tagging along for that. And it was fun. It was a similar vibe to the Dave show we were saying, uh, except for they knew when to end the songs. <laughs> didn't oh. let them stretch on for 20 minutes with a guitar solo. They Very did like helpful. a little 30 second jam and then end it, you know. So, uh, but yeah, they're. There were some songs I didn't know, but I listened to a couple of their albums in preparation, and there's there's some gems that I mm-hmm. liked. Uh, when did they drop the big ones? Uh, Mr. Jones was third. Okay, so that's that's to get the he, people out of their seats. He clearly like does is over singing it because he makes the crowd sing the first two choruses <laughs> themselves and is singing the verses like lower, like different. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Kyle was like, I, you almost can't tell it's Mr. Jones. So that, I, like, I would listen, take a video, but... You can't sha-la-la too close to the sun. You're going to blow your pipes. I think that's what it is. It's probably like he has to belt it out, so he probably, uh, you know, has to be strategic about when, mm-hmm. when he's doing those. Uh, Hanging Around, I really like that song. Okay. And that was the encore, and they brought Dashboard out for it, and it was very fun. They were all just jumping around on the stage, having did, fun. Did they play Accidentally in Love, the hit song from the movie Shrek 2? They did not. Ooh, and I see. I would have been mad. Because yeah. that's like, I'm there to, to see the two <laughs> songs I, I like, or I know by them, and you just robbed me of half of that. Yep, well, 
Uh, they did do Long December. That's the other one I know. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, you I, know what? I know that yeah. one. Okay. Still, though, I'm in for those Shrek um, bops. Yeah, but we were uh, at the Michigan Lottery Amphitheater. It's mm, the kind of no. amphitheater where there's a bunch of cops walking back and forth, and people are shaking their hands and like thanking them for their service. So that tells you something about the kind of place I'm at. It's a venue that Kid Rock has played multiple times, I think. Yes. Yeah. I saw Tears for Fears there. I saw. I actually saw a great show there. It was. I saw Wu Tang there too. It was Paramore, but it also had Tegan and Sarah and um, shit. Who opened? Who else? There's another band. I don't know. It was what. Uh, now I've lost it I, in my <laughs> old age. But it was a. It was another good pop punk band. Um. Well, hey, let's get into our songs because I'm excited to play my first song, and it's uh related to to rock legends of the '90s. You know, uh, cause Kev, I know you didn't see one of the biggest movies of the summer, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. You haven't seen it yet, right? I haven't. Okay, but there, and it doesn't matter because all of this to say that uh, there's a song in it. One of my favorite songs on the soundtrack was We Care A Lot by Faith No More. It's got a great, like, bass line. And uh, I, it's funny, last night at the show I was talking about when I, because, you know, I was raised listening to Christian music, and I was trying to branch out into some rock because I had gotten into Linkin Park. And, uh, and so I got a magazine from, like, CVS. I, like, saved up and went and walked up there and bought it. And it was like the hundred greatest rock bands of all time. And so Ooh. then I would go download their music on Bear Share and burn CDs. And uh, I do remember Faith No More was on that list. And I listened to Epic and I loved Epic back in the day. So I like was aware of them. But uh, just got on a big kick. And then I'm like perfect timing when I'm listening to all their stuff. Uh, see that Roddy Bodum, who is a founding member of Faith No More, has a new band and so I'm already intrigued, but then it's a collaboration with his partner, Joey Holman, and it's called Man on Man. So we've got a rock and roll power couple here Ooh. on our hands. Uh, and their new album is being hailed as a queer rock masterpiece. And so had to check it out, and it sounds amazing, and I want to spend some more time with it, but what I've heard is awesome. And the sound is very different than Faith No More. It's... Uh, bit of a more modern sound very fuzzy rock guitar like again the sound i've been obsessed with just some fuzzy guitars mm -hmm. um but then some you know poignant and even like cheeky and fun lyrics at time but also like telling important messages and um some really powerful lyrics and we're gonna listen to the opening track called take it from me and i think we should watch the video because it's a really beautifully shot and poignant video and the band said this in our new video, we're exploring the ways in which the culture and fervor of our queer community is taken from us, and how we stand up to the affront in a sort of Lynchian, Kenneth Anger sort of short film directed by us and our collaborator, Brendan McGowan. We've enlisted family and friends once again to share the message of rebellion and queer liberation. So let's take a listen to Man on Man with Take It From Me. Take it from me. 
Of course, I'll give that a hot diggity dog. What a jam. The jam. fuzz is there. Uh, and truthfully, a, a beautiful song and video uh, that yeah. I really... There's a lot of meaning behind that. Yeah. And, like, I the video is just so cool. I mean, it's just, like, l- the lighting, like, the way mm-hmm. it's shot is super cool. And uh, But it's also, like showing like they're being like treated as test subjects and being like observed at the end. And, um, I love the, the like songwriting. I love cause I'm lyrical Lukey. Uh, like when you have this phrase, take it from me, but it has like many different meanings and it's like, it's like, take it from me, you know, I, cause I know I've mm-hmm. lived it. Uh, and obviously it's very like relevant in our time, but they've, been living through it for longer like experiencing people trying to take 
things away from them, even just like not even like your rights, but just like your joy. Uh, but I, I love how it sort of like morphs the meaning of it. It's almost like take it from me, like you're taking something away. Mm-hmm. But then it's almost like a challenge. Like yeah, try and fucking take it from me and then in the end they say you'll never take it from me so it's like got like many different meanings throughout the song depending on how you want to interpret it and it's really beautiful and i love the sort of rebellious tone they take at the end and just that big fuzzy guitar is such a great like backdrop for that and this album is uh called provincetown and it's everything i've heard is incredible on it and I'm super excited about this new project from Roddy Bodum. Great new chapter in their career. Um, And there's a song featuring Jay Maskus, another 90s rock legend from Dinosaur Jr. Uh, That song's great, too. And so I'm super excited to spend a lot more time with this album. Might end up on the year-end list somewhere. So that was Man on Man with Take It From Me from Provincetown, and that is out now via polyvinyl yeah i am coming today with my first song from acclaimed singer-songwriter jill andrews who's been a staple within the nashville music scene for over two decades uh a founding Mm. member of the critically praised the everybody fields and hush kids and she is dropping new music ahead of her new album coming out later this summer modern age uh, which stands at the intersection of memory lane and tomorrow, which I think oh. is a, a quite common theme among the musical playing today. Uh, I can relate. Yeah. It's an ode to the good old days, dripping with nostalgia while reflecting on childhood and the changing times. It's irres- it's an irresistible time capsule, ranging from anthemic indie pop earworms to heart-wrenching intimate acoustic confessions. Okay. Uh, the track I'll be playing today, the first single, is a lush indie pop soundscape, and it's got some earworm hooks. Uh, all word, all buzzwords that certainly get me going. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. And it explores the schism between then and now, contrasting today's tech-savvy love with meeting someone the old-fashioned way in an irresistible roll-the-windows-down throwback vibe. So let's give a listen to Jill Andrews with Connection. What is love in the modern age? Flickering screen a beloved face so close to me, so far away. I just want to hold your hand. If we lived in another time, would you have followed another line that led to me? A threat to find, tied
Gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. I knew I had you. That was beautiful. I yeah. loved it. Uh, great sound, great lyrics, great singing. It's beautiful. I loved it. Don't know what else to say. Um, but no, I'm really excited for this album. I feel like this is right up my alley, sort of like anthemic, almost 80s-ish sounding drums, but then like that guitar part at the end was so great. Uh so yeah, I'm excited to check this out. I see that like her past work, she's done songs with like Langhorn Slim and Seth Avitt, which like that makes sense. You know, she said yeah. she was like a Nashville singer songwriter. Uh, so those are two singer songwriters I'm fans of. But um, looks like she had a few albums previously, but maybe this one is gonna be the one. Uh, a bit of a reinvention, best one yet, maybe. Yeah, I'm excited to go back and listen to her previous stuff ahead of this new one. Uh, because yeah. you're right, I think this album does have a lot of potential based on that just first listen. It's it's very it's very good. Yeah. Very impressed. That was Jill Andrews with Connection from Modern Age out August 18th via Vulture Vulture and Tone Tree. All right, well now let's uh, mosey on over to Clip Corner because we've got a couple uh, song clips we're just going to give you a little tasty taste uh a little tease <clears throat> and then uh you can go listen to the full thing check it out uh so my first one is an artist that we played previously on the podcast we're a big fan of their last album absolutely super monster yeah and now supermodels is coming out july 14th uh this is claude Claude was the first artist signed to Phoebe Bridger's Satisfactory Records. And uh, this new song is maybe a little less poppier. Not one of the like more obvious catchy ones, but it's it's got like a great laid back, like breezy 
sunny sort of 90s sound. It's got like Wonderwall guitar to me by Oasis. Ooh. Like when it starts, it's like a very like shimmery acoustic guitar sound and then sort of blooms another like electric guitar. It's very like shimmery, beautiful song. Uh, Claude said, I wrote every fucking time two summers ago. It was hot and sticky in New York. So naturally I was spending a lot of time at home overthinking everything. And this song was born. Uh, Claude goes on to discuss the video, which stars comedian Grace Kuhlenschmidt. And Claude says, being on set with Grace was a dream come true because I got to work with my favorite comedian and a good friend all at once. So why don't we take a listen to this clip of Claude's new single, Every Fucking Time. Because I can't believe it when you say you love me. I just can't believe it because with you there's always something in the back of your mind. Are you done rehearsing lines? I just can't believe it, but I believe it every fucking time. Gonna give that a hot diggity pig in a blanket dog. Because it was a bite-sized thumbs up for a bite-sized clip, but that was delightful. Munch, munch. Yeah, uh, really excited for new Claude music, excited to see what comes. And you said you had uh, you knew Grace before, right? You're familiar with? Yes, she was very funny on Twitter. Um, I don't think. And she's this video is funny. Tweeting anymore because Twitter is a hellscape. Uh, but right. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. No, the video is very fun. They're the every fucking times like a band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was uh, fun coming to Claude's birthday party, which was very sad. Very <laughs> no sad. <laughs> but at least the band shows up in the end, uh, and. Uh, since this single has come out, Claude has released three new singles. So there's a lot more to go listen to, and I'm excited to check those out. So that was Claude with Every Fucking Time from Supermodels, and that is out July 14th on Satisfactory Records. My entry into our clip corner is from the self-titled album from Cutworms, which is the project of Brooklyn-based Max Clark, singer, songwriter, musician extraordinaire, who is continuing his exploration of what he calls pop essentialism. Uh, Mining the golden hits of yesteryear for a timeless double A-side sound, he contemplates age-old questions through a modern lens. Um, On this album, he is leaving behind the legendary studio and sought-after producers uh, that so many artists are looking at these days for a more homegrown approach, working with uh, a cast of gifted friends and collaborators, and I think the result is a compact collection of daydream anthems that live between the summer's hopeful beginnings and the season's fleeting ends. Let's give a listen to Cutworms with Ballad of the Texas King. gonna give that a lordy lordy berry gordy you know i've been on a big uh crochy kick and it's dad rock summer right now we're in the thick of it and i see that uh cutworms is on a playlist called vintage vibes on uh, oh, yeah. spotify and that's exactly what it was such a great like 
just that like folky sound. You know, I'm a big fan of like Kevin Morby, and I feel like he does that sound really well too. Just like that classic, just beautiful like, and it's just like a stirring in my heart when I hear that that melody and the the rising the picking guitar. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I loved it. I'm really excited for this album, uh, and it is not so far away. That was Cutworms with a ballad of the Texas King from his self-titled album out July 21st on Jag Jaguar. All right. Well, my last song comes from a great band that I've been a fan of for a few years. Uh, I loved their 2017 album, GN, and I played a song from it back in the day. This is Rat Boys. You familiar with them, Kev? I'm familiar with the Rat Queen uh, from the new season of I Think You Should Leave, but no, not the Rat Boys. That's the Rat Mom, I think Oh, shit. Who's Patty the rat Harrison queen? is the rat mom. I actually just watched that episode last night again. <laughs> um, it's like my going to sleep show. But uh, that's a that, very uh, hectic going to sleep show. I know. But we we were home from the show. It was just because like you know when you're home from a concert and it's like you just have the adrenaline like yeah. can't fall asleep. You're vibrating. So I just had it. Yeah, and it is funny because they're screaming and I'm, but I'm just so tired that I started to drift off. Um, but anyway, this is the band Rat Boys. So you're not familiar? No, I'm because, excited. Okay, because like I feel like when I'm listening to like Pale Hound or Soccer Mommy, uh, Rat Boys comes up. So I feel like this is definitely a band you're gonna want to check out, Kev. Uh, and uh, their new single just came up as I was listening to some, you know, similar like indie music. They are a Chicago band. There are neighbors across lake michigan there and uh they've had a few albums out and really liked their sound but for this one they recorded in seattle and got producer chris walla from death cab for cutie who has also produced some albums that me and the band alike love foxing's uh nearer my lord i think it was called and uh tegan and sarah he produced for them And so, yeah, and I mean, he's from the legendary Death Cab for Cutie. Like, come on, he knows how to make some good music. And uh, he's a great producer and instrumentalist. And frontwoman Julia Steiner uh, said it's it was the first time we were fully able to collaborate on a record from beginning to end. And so we worked on the arrangements together over the course of a year and a half. And they, like, rehearsed them, like, twice a week for six months. And so... This has all the makings for this to be their best album yet. And from this song, uh, I think that may be the case. Uh, Julia said this was some of her most personal lyrics. The band like perfected the arrangements and worked with Chris Walla. And so I think this may be some of their best work. So why don't we take a listen to Rat Boys with It's Alive! Huh. i 
Wow, gonna give that a hot duty dog. Uh, very excited Hell now yeah. that I have not listened to Rap Boys, because I'm gonna go check it out ASAP. Yeah, you definitely should. It's a great sound. That's what I was saying, like, again, I was listening to Faith No More. I've been listening to a lot of different types of 90s stuff, but been listening to some fuzzed out, grungy, you know, type type of stuff that inspired Rat Boys, and so I just love their sound, and, you know, I missed a couple of their albums, but I'm glad that they just randomly came up in my Spotify listening, and I was like, oh, shoot, yeah, I forgot about Rat Boys. Why have I not been keeping up with them? And so, excited for this new album. It's uh, probably going to be their best one yet. So, that was Rat Boys with It's Alive from the Window. That is out August 25th on Top Shelf Records. My last song today is from a Detroit-based artist. Always love to feature someone close to home. Hell yeah. And I am, of course, speaking about eclectic pop singer-songwriter Zilched, uh, who has just announced her highly anticipated sophomore album, Earthly Delights. I'm going to be playing the first single released from the album today. Inspired by the gothic poetry of Edgar Allan Poe and the surrealism of Arthur Rimbaud, this track is a lyrical reflection on self-haunting and misplaced blame. Uh, However, it does do the incredible thing of being set against an 80s-inspired jangle pop riff, which is not what you'd expect when I I started the sentence. No. Uh, About it, she had this to say, I wrote most of the song at Elmwood Cemetery in Detroit around the time it had been flooding in the city. Everything felt biblical and significant during that time, which informed the tone of nearly every song on the record. Now, Luke, I remember... Wait a second. Is Elmwood the cemetery off of Jefferson? I think it's the one where, like, Kyle, my wife, and I, like, we've gone to it many times. It's it's an awesome cemetery. It's beautiful there. And so that's amazing that this is written there. That's yeah. a great place for inspiration and i remember though i'm assuming she's talking about that one flood that was like two years ago and that shit yeah. was insane um like every way to get out of the city was blocked for like a weekend yeah uh and it was kind of terrifying so wow. definitely yeah. uh inspiring uh so let's give a listen and hear what zilch is all about with the flood
God, give that a hometown Detroit diggity dog. I'm stealing your stamp of approval phrase because it worked with Detroit. So let's go. Give it a Coney dog. A perfect episode, I believe. Yeah, you're three for three. And that was cool because, like you're saying, it was very catchy, but also did have like an 80s gothic uh, vibe to it, like some goth rock. Uh, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I liked the uh, fuzzy guitar and bass going on. I couldn't totally tell which one it was, but I loved the fuzziness going on and the like, it was like rising and anthemic, but still like kind of ominous. I loved it. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more, uh, and we'll get a chance later this summer. That was Zilch with the Flood off of Earthly Delights, which is coming out August 11th via Young Heavy Souls. All right, well, we got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the new Music Friday releases we're excited for in Shouts. Uh, seems like a kind of light week, uh, but we've got a few albums yeah. that are coming through and, and might be pretty good. Uh, Code of the Friend with Prote, Protea? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I'm sure I'm going to okay. listen to it. Not a lyrics to go. Not this a lyrics like to go. like an official album. Yeah, which, cool. Like, I'm ready for, uh, like, an official yeah. Coda album. Um, all of this stuff is always great. And then Nothing But These with Dead Club City. Uh, they're kind of an indie rock electronic band been pretty good from what i've heard so i'll certainly check this out nice well let's talk about it the weekend's coming out with the idol volume one um can i say because kyle and i've been watching and oh you're you're the two i feel like this uh, is. i I was listening to a podcast where someone said they were listening to the idol and the other people like you're listening to the i or you're watching the idol and uh it's like Succession ended. I need something on Sunday night. Has HBO something. ever had such a downturn in Sunday night entertainment? Hey, we had a really you, we had a really good streak of like wait House wait of the wait Dragon, wait no 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 White you Lotus. haven't seen the show. Everyone, I've, I think everyone's prejudging when they don't really fully know because I've watched three episodes and I don't know because not much happened. That's my main criticism <laughs> with the show is the first two episodes, nothing fucking happened. There was, yeah, the like dirty talking scene. That's but, the only thing I've seen and it was awful, truthfully. Which I was like, I don't know that it's, I don't know what the intention is supposed to be necessarily of that scene because it did feel totally unnecessary and dragged out, but I guess it was trying to show something. But I think the show is very uh, dragged out, but I want to see where it's going because I'm like, again, the this new episode, s- something started happening. I was like, okay, something at least happened to that episode. But Kyle, like, hates it, <laughs> and Bowers kind of hate watching it, um, and she's like, See, the weekend is so gross. And, and I, I like, saw hey, a lot I'm of discussion with you. I had of this that, like, no, we're not hate-washing this one. It's just bad. Don't do it. So you've <laughs> yeah. gone against the grain. We're going to let, – let's check in every week. It's morbid curiosity, probably. We're going to uh, do an idle update. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Once it's over, we'll discuss. No, I want um, week week to week, Luke. I'm gonna. Oh, I want to hear how okay. the idol's going. Okay. Hopefully, we'll keep up with it. <laughs> Maybe we'll miss when we're in Switzerland this week, but uh, we'll see. I'll uh, be back with idol updates next week. But anyway, we're getting off track. We're we got 
some albums coming out. Angelo D'Augustine on uh, Sufjan's Asthmatic Kitty Records has Toil and Trouble coming out. I played a song from that earlier, the title track, I think it was. And uh, so excited for that. He's a great, like, folky singer-songwriter. Uh, then we got Lil Uzi Vert with Pink Tape. There you go. Okay. That's Uzi. He's got a gem in his forehead. Um, Alex G has a live album live from union transfer so that's cool and then joanna sternberg a great singer songwriter i played on the podcast a few years ago with i've got me so shouts to joanna check that album out and yeah that's it for me uh we gotta talk about our three daddies we're planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planetantpodcast.com Check out all the great stuff going on over there. And, hey, I'll give another reminder. I think it's still going on. The fundraiser to fight for the LGBTQ plus programming at Planet Ant uh, because of the stupid laws that were passed in Hamtramck recently. So go donate there. Help them meet their goal. And then our third daddy, Offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the Internet. A lot of great uh, columns and reviews. I saw Obi... uh, our uh, editor was saying it's game con season. So he's going to be out there playing all them board games at the conferences and he'll be posting, get some good board game recommendations from there. So that's going to do it for us this week. You can follow us at best song ever pod. You can follow me at indie darling music and you can follow Kev at minty fresh Kevin. That's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Mr. Jones, me. Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.